Welcome to the Fit Strength Podcast, where you will be informed, educated, and empowered in order to take charge and take action so you can reach your athletic and or fitness goals. The only way for you to get stronger, faster, and better conditioned is to be consistent every day, all year long, doing things that will ensure your mind and body is strong and resilient. If you're ready to make changes, then let's go. Hey, what's going on, everyone? This is Mark Bruce with the Fit Strength Performance Podcast coming at you with another episode. And this is going to be part three on our How to Increase Your Vertical Jump series. Um, And today we're going to talk about high-intensity, low-volume training. Um, So just to reflect, part one, we talked about slow down and get strong. Part two, don't double dip. Now, part three, we're going to highlight this high-intensity, low-volume model when it comes to jump training. Now, we have to understand that, you know, the human body performance, it's not all random. Things just don't happen because we want them to happen, right? Your body's going to behave in a way that it is, you know, in a way that it can biomechanically, anthropometrically, and also, you know, the type of things you have um, genetically um, already within your body. You know, we have these slow twitch fibers, we have these fast twitch fibers. Some athletes are just naturally more force-driven athletes. Some athletes are more twitchy. You know, however, when we look at training, we want to target a specific trait and then we want to train to accomplish, you know, that, that goal, which revolves around that trait. Too many times, you know, athletes are going into the gym, it's helter skelter. It's just, you know, let's do a little bit of this, a little bit of that. You know, my coach yesterday had us do box jumps. So I'm going to do some box jumps. You know, we deadlifted yesterday. So I'm going to deadlift again today because, you know, if I did it yesterday in the workout, I should do it today. Or I saw this on social media, this on YouTube, this on this website. Um, so a lot of programming is all helter skelter. And then even you get a lot of programming that's based on, um, you know, what people did years and years and years ago. Um, and even what they did last year, you know, because my programs are changing constantly just because of new information, different athletes. So, you know, this strength and conditioning is evolving and it's changing every day. So it's important that, you know, you as an athlete, as a coach, as a parent, understand, you know, this purpose, the point, and how to achieve a specific goal. So what I see a lot in athletes is, right, athletes, you know, they associate looking a certain way versus performing a certain way. Athletes want to perform a certain way, but then they're also chasing this look, right? You know, for guys, you know, they want to have this V taper, they want to be shredded, have a six pack, have the arms that pop out of their shirts, right? They want to have the guys or girls or whoever looking at them, ooh, and and on. And then girls, you know, girls want to lose weight, they want to look fit, they want to look in shape, they want to, you know, they want to look what they, they want to look like they see on social media. And, you know, that's very confusing for today's generation, today's athlete, because that's so different than performance, right? If you look at bodybuilders, if you look at these physique models, guys, girls, they can't jump, they can't run, they can't do anything athletic, you know, at least to a level that's going to help them compete or get a scholarship in college because, you know, it's just not, it's not a part of their training, you know, so when we're training to run faster, jump higher, you know, we have to target that quality. 
you know, and that means a few things, right? You need to know what energy system you're targeting. You need to know what exercises are going to affect change. Um, you need to understand, you know, what kind of exercise is going to be extremely hard. What exercise is going to be extremely easy? What exercise should you pres- be prescribed at that moment? Um, and then you also need to know what kind of reps and sets you you should be training under. Um, you know, bodybuilders, you know, right? They're big, they're strong, you know, they got a lot of volume in. That's 8, 10, 12, 15 reps for certain exercises. You know, that's time under tension of 45 plus seconds. But, you know, there's this saying that if you train slow, you'll be slow. So if you look at bodybuilders, right, they're moving those weights nice and slow. You know, it's just comforting time under tension, which, yes, there's a time and place for that. But, you know, we're moving along the, um, you know, the spectrum of, you know, what are those specific numbers to be training under in order to get this explosive, um, this explosive outcome. So when we're training, you know, if we look at plyometric training, plyometric training, unless it's this rudiment, skipping, low level hopping, things that are low, that are um, low impact, high volume, low intensity, right? Those are the only things that could be going for, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40 reps, whether it's jump roping, skipping for 20 yards. But once you get to those more demanding plyos, like sprinting, broad jumps, these cyclic plyometrics, you know, you got box jumps, you have depth drops, you have hurdle hops, you have single leg hurdle hops, you have repeat hurdle hops, you have depth drops with medicine ball throws or broad jumps or resistance band jumps or loaded jumps, right? Once you get to this intensity of the movement, the volume should be low. It should be, you know, to me, most of my plyos, they don't go more than five reps. And if they're hitting five reps, it's because it's a technical piece or they have both limbs and they need to do three on the right, three on the left. Because once you get to a certain point, technique starts to fail, fatigue sets in, and then you're no longer achieving the task, right? You're performing slow. And if you're performing slow, you're not going to achieve this explosive trait. So doing plyometrics, you know, let's, for example, I'm doing box jumps. I would never do box jumps for 10 reps unless I'm resting 30 seconds in between every rep because eventually I am going to get tired. You know, once I hit that fourth box jump, if I'm really being explosive, really pushing through, and that's something we'll talk about, I'm going to be tired after maybe that fifth rep and then I'm going to build bad habits. You know, so you have to understand that you want to train in a lower rep scheme. And the reason for that is you need to have maximum output. So if you can do box jumps for 10 reps, you're either A, not jumping as high as you possibly can, B, your form is very poor, or, you know, three, you're just under trained and you're not jumping very high in general. So, you know, whether it's a six inch box, a 12 inch box, right, you're not able to produce enough force to really fatigue your system. Um, but for, for those of you listening and you want to get to a point where you're extremely explosive, you need to perform those movements with high, high intensity where you feel as if you need to recover. You feel as if you need to take a break and, you know, get back to that level of training that you're at in the second or third rep. 
Um, and then you need to understand that when it comes to jumping, you're working your phosphagen system and that's, that's through ATP and that fatigues extremely quick. It's not using oxygen, you know, where that's aerobic based, but it's, it's using these ATPs that fatigue super quick that when you jump as high as you can, ATP stores are, are diminished. And that's where you need to recover to gain back those ATP stores so you can perform these movements at a high level. And now if we look at strength training, the same thing, right? You know, I want to move weight, you know, right time under tension because that can help with eccentric loading, which will help with explosiveness, um, you know, or I want to move it very fast. You know, I don't want to just go 8, 10, 12 reps because eventually you're moving that weight slow. So you're, you're training more of a slower twitch fiber versus a faster twitch fiber. You know, so you want to be able to move weight, whether it's three to five reps working on relative strength, absolute strength, because in order to jump really high, you have to put force into the ground. So that's where, you know, instead of doing eight to 10 reps, I would bump that down to four to six reps, making sure your technique is okay, making sure that you're not stressing your system, making sure you're balancing with what you're doing outside of those training sessions. Um, and then I progress to moving weight really fast um, because now that'll translate. But if you reflect back to part one, you know, I'm not going to start moving weight really, really fast until I can move heavier loads. You know, so we look at body weight. So if you can't move a trap bar for 1.9 times your body weight, you know, you shouldn't be moving it extremely, extremely fast. You should be targeting, you know, five reps at, you know, 82 and a half, you know, percent of your max or, you know, you know, if I'm 180 pounds that or let's say I'm 200 pounds, two times my body weight is 400 pounds. So I want to be able to hit 360, 380 for a double, or maybe I want to get 315 to 330 for five to six reps, right? That'll be, you know, that'll correlate to that max. Um, and then once you can get there, you know, the squat, we look at 1.5 to 1.7, you know, then we can start moving weight fast, or then we can superset st the strength movement and the plyo. But again, everything has to be with max intent. You know, so intensity is based on the level of output or the the how heavy the load is doesn't mean that 10 reps of something isn't really really hard but you're working a different system you know you're not attacking this explosive trait um so this is where i'm stressing with part three is understanding the different levels of intensity based on the plyometrics but then also involving the strength training along with it um so I hope that kind of broke things down. You know, if you're someone that goes into the weight room and everything is eight, 10 or 12 reps, you need to be extremely sore, right? You might look better, you know, maybe you get rid of some of the, some aches and pains because there is this idea of more blood flow is going to reduce some inflammation. It can help with, you know, healing some damage issues. But if you're someone that's healthy, you know, you're not going to be training this explosive trait, right? Doing four sets of eight of a trap bar and then doing four sets of 10 of box jumps, right? You're just getting tired, right? So your conditioning may go up, um, you know, th that may improve, but I don't, you're not working this explosiveness. So this is where you work on some strength and absolute strength. And then every plyometric you do, you go with max intent and then you recover. I hope that helps. I hope it breaks it down. Um, I hope this series is allowing you to kind of piece together a good plan for yourself. Um, again, I always suggest reach out to a professional, reach out to someone who's programmed, who's gotten someone results, and this can definitely help you. So thanks again for tuning in. Stay tuned for part four 
and we'll be ending on part five. Uh, you know, so I, I look forward to talking to you soon. Have a great day. Hey, everyone, I have a great offer for you. Um, on April 26th from 6 to 7 p.m., myself and physical therapist of Rock Physical Therapy, Dr. Sean Rutherford and owner Mike Stewart, um, we're going to host an event called How to Increase Your Vertical. Plain and simple, this is for athletes, for parents, for coaches, anyone interested in look, look, learning and finding out ways on how they can increase their vertical. Um Show up at Fit Strength Performance. You can sign up by heading to our Instagram page, Fit Strength underscore performance, and clicking the link in the bio. Again, this is going to be April 26th from 6 to 7 p.m. Um, it's $25, only 12 attendees. It's going to be hands-on. You're going to learn a whole lot of information on how to increase your vertical. Again, don't miss out. Um, it's going to be at Fit Strength Performance. So head to our Instagram account, Fit Strength underscore performance, to learn more about this event.